Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. The, it's the first time, actually, that the number of beds uh, available to tourists, this is in Venice, um, on the mainland there, it's now surpassed the number of year-round residents. So there's just so many more less people living there by comparison to the number of um, accommodation and beds, places to rent that are available uh, for overseas tourists. So I'm wondering, do we ever run the risk of going down the same road? Like, is the priority tourism over locals? Or maybe that's how it should be, looking at the, the boost that we get and how reliant we are on overseas tourism. Luke is with us in Dingle. Luke, do you think there is a priority? Are, are tourists the priority? Uh, yeah, I think so, absolutely. Um Across the Dingle Peninsula, there's quite a lot of people working in tourism. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of businesses. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, they're on the minimum wage or a little bit above the minimum wage who work in the industry. You know, obviously, the people that own the businesses are doing very well. But I think for a lot of local people, it's, you know, they're not making a great living. So they can't afford somewhere expensive and they can't afford to buy anywhere to live. And, you know, the priority is, yeah, tourism, really, because that's the big money earner for for the Dingle Peninsula. Is it difficult to get accommodation, Luke, in Dingle at the minute? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, you have cases of people who can't get somewhere in the town. They're either living out in a little remote village or they're um, commuting from Tralee. You know, people have to get the bus in if they don't have their own transport. Um, and there's people that you know might be offered a job and turn it down because it's just too difficult to get to. Uh, I mean, I know of some business owners who've actually either rented or bought, well, more, more cases, bought property purely to put their staff into because mm. they can't get the staff there because there's nowhere for them to live. Barry is with us as well, Luke. Barry's a, an Airbnb operator in Clare. Are tourists the, the priority, Barry? Well, look, Clare, um, Andrea, something has to give here. Uh, I would like to say there's been a lot of Airbnb bashing going on. And what I would like to say is, uh, if you saw the RT figures there, they were released there about two months ago. Uh, Airbnb contributed uh, $30 million to the Clare economy in 2022. And that's 500 million to the Irish economy is half a billion euros. And I would like to also remind people that half of what we take in goes in tax. We're paying a 50% tax rate on this. So we're making a massive contribution to Irish society. And, you know, um, you know this isn't mentioned. Uh, you know, and I just no, think we were shortage of housing. You know, um, you, know we're, you know, we're punching way, way, way above our weight. And all oh, the thing about Airbnb is, you know, there are places, that are isolated parts of the country that are not served by hotels, guest houses, and there are people, you know, they might have a granny flat and turn that into an Airbnb. And that brings in tourists, in tourists to stay there, that there's no way they would have been able to stay there, you know, because, you know, there is no accommodation there. And, you know, there's a, Airbnb uh, has made a huge contribution. I do accept there is a chronic shortage of housing, but mm. that's because this government has turned to the failed neoliberal policy of, oh, the market would sort it all out. It hasn't. And what amazes me is we talk about 1950s, which seems a lost decade of 
stagnation and mass immigration people leaving this country. Yeah. And yet councils all over the country were able to build houses. Build houses, that's you know, And I think we need, to, we need to go back to basics. Also, you know, we need to, um, we have to accept the fact that a lot of our hotels are tied up with, with uh, uh, migrants, particularly, you know, Ukrainians from yeah. the war and they're here through no fault of their own. And like something has to give. We're a small island in the middle of the Atlantic. Uh, we're just going to have to build more houses. And, you know, and we need a government that has an ideology that, that needs to, to build houses, you know, and stop tampering around the edges. We just need to build more houses. And that's that's it, really. Simple as that. Do, do you feel as an Airbnb um, operator at the moment, Barry, like, do you feel... It's nearly a, a dirty word. Like, do you find you get unfair criticism? Yes, I do. I do, yeah. yeah. I do. And you think of all the people, tourists who come here. If we weren't here, where would these people go? I know. I know. Uh, so many of the hotels here in Ennis and, and all over the country are tied up uh, with, with migrants. And, you know, some, you know, something has to give here. Uh, and also another grievance that I would have as a, not an Airbnb host, but as a taxpaying Irish citizen, we have vulture funds in this country who, you know, have gobbled up huge swathes of properties, apartments, houses, and they were invited here by this government uh, 20, from 2011 onwards. And there are, some of them are not paying in tax or are paying tax at 5 and 10%. That's, you know, uh, to double rents on people, you know, and they're not making contributions to society. Okay. And the question has to be asked, you know, why are they here in other European countries to clamp down on vulture funds. And I think we're going to have to do that. And nobody ever mentions this. I, I see another message in from Kieran and Claire as well. And he says, whatever Airbnb started out as, it's become an industry which is detrimental to communities and those desperately looking for homes, all for the financial benefit of a smaller um, group of people. We've people taking advantage of a housing crisis, whether they know it or not, whether they like it or not. Uh, we've all seen what deregulation has done in the construction industry. And now Airbnb lobby groups want deregulation for their own industry. Total madness is Kieran. Like James, when you look look at the number of overseas tourists we have to Ireland, I mean it was nearly, I don't know, the guts of about three billion it's worth to the country last year. Are we not right then, as an island economy, to prioritize tourists? Oh, that, that, that's a tough one now because um in the liberties you're right beside some of Ireland's largest tourist uh visitor places. So like in a rough guess, Guinness Storehouse gets, I don't know, something in the region of, I don't know, uh, 200 million a year. And you're li- you're looking at a, a real old traditional shopping district called Mead Street, two minutes, five minutes away. And there's a real disconnect between what the community wants and what kind of has been forced upon it. So whether it's the city council or it's the on board planola or it's government policy or it's vulture funds, it's it's a lack of community engagement from the from the from the very ground up. So Do you live in the Liberties, James? Uh, yes, you I do, have for a long yeah. time, yeah. yeah. And do you do you feel like I mean, is there a priority of you know, residents over tourists or can you find a, a balance between both? Well well, there's a like for example, there's they're doing there's going to be a lot of work done up on Mead Street at the moment. So um, I lived in the Liberties for a long time. I very unfortunately had to move out, but I worked there, and it's the same everywhere. Whether you're in the social housing, as one end of the Liberties, or you're in the expansive 
call it the two up, two down kind of houses. Mm. Um, it's the exact same pressures. How can you sustain an economy? How can you sustain a community? I suppose it's 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 very hard because it's there is a lot of students. There's there's a lot of transient accommodation in the liberties, and they are bringing new new shops and new opportunities. But there's no real interconnection between the the tourists and the community, and that's I suppose would have to come back to policy, maybe. Yeah. What about um? What about you, George? Like, are we right to focus? so much of our policies and and housing and centre that around tourism, given how given how, you know, important it is to our economy. As someone who lives in County Clare, I totally recognise the importance of tourism to an economy to our small economy here that is largely based on it, even before Airbnb. But when we have I believe when I was on news talk the last Uh, in May or something, there was an article published about my situation and the ratio of accommodation on Daft to Airbnb was 66 to 1. Um, 66 Airbnb is for every house on Daft. And I'm very aware, I take that with a grain of salt, someone might have several uh, pods, say, which aren't houses on the market. And there are also houses that are not on Daft. Um, But the only place higher than that is Kerry, which is 97 to 1. And I just think that an existing regulation should be put in place. And I hear from many Airbnb owners that, oh, it's my property. I can do what I want. Mm. But say the model of Uber, like I have a car. I can do what I want. I can take people in. No, we have regulation in place to protect the taxi driving industry. And it's the same argument, I believe, for Airbnb. We should have regulation in place, as we have in Barcelona, as we have in Paris. When there were protests, when these these figures got out of control, and we have we have some legislation in Ireland only for yeah. rent pressure zones, and now Ennis has become one um, only a few months ago uh, in my county. Otherwise, there are none. And with that article you had, uh, you will see on the west coast it's. There are so many more Airbnbs than the rest of Ireland. Well, and well, Barry's actually an, an Airbnb operator in Clare, George. He, he's he's still with us. Barry, do you yes. have any objection to to more regulation? Well, I don't uh, object to regulation. Now we have a type of internal regulation. We have the review system. We we give the tourists a review, and they give us a review. And I got to tell you, it, that system works quite effectively. Because you don't want a bad review, and we're doing our, we do our damnedest to get the five stars at the end of every stay. And if you get enough of reviews every three months, you get what's called a super host status. And we all want. Super it's not really regulation, status. though, Barry, is it? Like that's, that's just really that's just fun. that's just a personal review. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, it's critical to Airbnb and. Uh, oh no, well, I, I get that, and I know it can be wildly damaging. I mean, if you yeah, don't yeah. get a good review, but I, I think George <laughs> yeah. is talking about, like George, you're talking oh, about yeah. more stricter regulation now than five stars. Yeah, okay. He's talking about government regulation. Yeah, I would support that. I would support yeah. that. Yeah, so was. Yeah, keep it on an evil keel. Yeah, absolutely. We would. Yeah, if we had the inspector coming around, and we would support that. Yeah, so we would. And uh, but, uh, you know, I see. There are, you know, and I see. You know, this man has a legitimate grievance. You know, there is a short-term accommodation. But that goes back to earlier conversation. We just need to build more houses. You know, uh, it's as simple as that. Yeah. We're small so, islands in the middle of the ocean, and so, you know, something has to give here. 
Really poorly paid jobs and tourism combined with mass over-tourism is wrecking the environment, says this texter. Look how Venice recovered during the pandemic. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.